What's going on, everyone? Special thanks to Better Edge, the best place to now bet online. Why? They let you bet VIG free. And think about it, okay? We always talk about VIG free betting, but here's what that means. is Here's how betting works right now. If you flip a coin, me and you sit all day flipping quarters. Every time it hits heads, you pay me a dollar. Every time it hits tails, I pay you 91 cents. That's how sports betting works. That's how these sports books make their money. Well, when you start betting at Better Edge, every time it hits heads, you pay me a dollar. But now every time it hits tails, I pay you back a dollar. They've gotten rid of the VIG. They've gotten rid of the juice, which is so hard to beat for the average sports better. So if you like making bets, but hate losing money, check out Better Edge today. There's no gimmick here. There's no catch. I promise you guys, you can start betting today VIG free. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code sharp. That'll get you 10 free dollars and that $10 is rollover free. So check it out. There's no risk. Sign up today, betteredge.com, put in promo code sharp, get your 10 free bucks. See if you like betting VIG free. Something tells me you're going to love it. Online, betteredge.com, promo code sharp. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday, a little double dose on Wednesday. We started off by doing our, we did our Concept Tuesday show, first of all. So if you guys missed that, well, if you li- if you missed that and you like to make parlays, go check it out. We talked about parlays, the math of them, why people love them so much. I don't know if we got a little too sciencey on there. I don't know if we got a little too mathy, but hey, you got to sometimes. You got to love the Drake. All right. Uh, on today's show, it is Premier League Wednesday. Premier League Wednesday. And uh, there's some interesting news in the world of soccer. So we'll talk about the Super League, or what was supposed to be the Super League. And we'll wrap things up by giving you an update on the uh, standings. Who's in the top four, and what does the relegation area look like right now? So first things first, though. The biggest news pretty much in the world this last couple weeks for for sports has been the creation of the Super League. And for those who didn't know or you didn't hear, you don't care, or if you don't care, I'm sure you're not listening to this podcast, but for those who didn't really follow, um, there was a group that was coming together and they were trying to create a Super League. And this group was comprised of different presidents and owners of uh, some of the biggest European soccer clubs. Now, this includes a lot of the teams we talk about in the Premier League, like Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool, those kind of teams. But it also includes other teams from other countries. Uh, Real Madrid from Spain, PSG from France, uh, you know, some of these bigger clubs, Atletico Madrid from Spain. Um, you know, so, so the idea was they were going to make kind of a... Um, a super league, you know, just what it sounds like. The closest thing that we can kind of compare it to, I would say, in the United States would be if all the college football teams who are great made their own conference, you know, if Alabama, uh, Clemson, Ohio State, I don't know if any Pac-12 team belongs in there, but you see the point. It's, it's the biggest teams who create the most money, the most revenue, making their own conference, their own uh, division. Now, Is that good for American sports? Is that good for college football? That's a different story for a different day. But in terms of European soccer, people were pissed off at the Super League, okay? From players to coaches to fans, I didn't hear one voice of support for this. The only people who seemed to support the Super League were the owners because, oh, what did I say on South Park? Oh, sweet, sweet money. (laughs) You know, that's what this was driven off of. 
And it became very clear when all these different players and all these different coaches started harping on and saying, no, we don't want this. I grew up watching the Premier League, watching the Champions League. And the main thing that most people said, which I actually agree with, is that by creating the Super League, you take away all interest in everything else going on in soccer. No one would care about the Premier League. No one would care about the Champions League, especially if there's all that money behind the new league. So... After all these players came out and everyone said they hated it and everyone didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. Well, they announced, they being that group who was going to secede, they announced late last night, okay, you guys are right. We're done. (laughs) Uh, The quote here says, quote, as a result of listening to you and the wider football community over recent days, we are withdrawing our proposed Super League. Uh, That was uh, in a statement from Arsenal. And uh, one by one, other clubs started to kind of come out and uh, show that, you know, this wasn't going to happen. But let this be known. It wasn't just players. It wasn't just coaches. This was an effort that I believe was driven by a lot of the teams. You know, we saw Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, um, you know, other teams from the Premier League pull out. They submitted their proposal to pull out of the Super League. And I just think that people saw the writing on the wall. Wasn't going to happen. Not enough momentum. It had some momentum there for a while. But the other piece of the puzzle here is that the biggest, you know, villains in all of this have been been the Americans. (laughs) You know, besides goddamn Americans coming over here ruining soccer or coming over here ruining a football. But uh, it's the American owners who wanted this. So it's like, yeah, after I read that, I'm like slinked down on my chair. I'm like, whoops, sorry, everyone. Sorry, America's trying to impede on you again. You know, it's like, Jesus, can can the United States not like any, not let, not let anything go untouched in the world? Like, you just got to in, get involved with absolutely everything. But anyway, I don't want to make this political. It's like, Jesus, man. Um, but, you know, aside from the obvious cash grab, um, the move was more about creating more of an NFL, more of an NBA in Europe, and Europe certainly didn't want it. So that's not going to happen anymore. Will not happen. The Super League, uh, you can say goodbye. So uh, I thought that was just important. You know, that that would have greatly impacted what we see in the Premier League, what we see in, in soccer overall. And uh, yeah, no Super League in the near future. We'll be sticking with what we've got right now. And what we've got right now, a uh, very good system. And we'll right now we'll look at the top four in the Premier League and the bottom three. As a refresher, the top four automatically get into next year's Champions League, and that still holds all the water it did before because uh, they're not doing the Super League. So it's important to finish top four. That race this year for the number four, number three spot in the Premier League is going to be very crazy. Now the number one seed right now, Man City, they're not going anywhere. They're going to finish number one. Uh, number two, Man United, they've got a 10-point lead on the number three team, and they're eight points behind City. Okay, the Man- Manchester United right now is very comfortable in the number two spot. Here's where it gets interesting. Number three, Leicester City, 56 points. Number four, Chelsea, 55 points. Number five, West Ham, 55 points. Number six, Liverpool, 53 points. There are four teams within three points of one another, and actually, Leicester City has a game in hand against all those teams. So right now it is going to come down to Leicester, Chelsea, West Ham, Liverpool. And based on what I've seen from the Reds lately, can you really back Jurgen Klopp in Liverpool right now? I mean, they have not looked good the last couple of months and it's not like they have an easy schedule coming up. They've got uh, Manchester United on the road next game. 
And then they got Southampton at home, West Brom. The last two games of the season are going to be crucial. And everyone wants to write off Burnley right now. Burnley plays Liverpool on uh, July 15th or June 15th. That's going to be, or I should say May 15th. That's going to be a very difficult game. Okay, Burnley will be fighting for to stay out of relegation. Watch out for that match. And then last one of all, Liverpool hosting Crystal Palace. Don't overlook that. You know, a lot of people may look at Liverpool, Crystal, Southampton, West Brom. Yeah, Liverpool's got it easy. No, not to end the season. They've got a tough couple games coming up. And when you look at Chelsea, Leicester, who they have, and how they've been playing, it's tough right now to take Liverpool. The only reason, if you're a Reds fan, if you like the Reds, the only reason why it is possible or positive is because they're out of all other competitions. They only have to focus on the Premier League. Uh, Chelsea, Leicester, Tottenham, these teams are all worried about FA Cups, EFL Finals, Champions League, Europa League. Tottenham, or uh, excuse me, Liverpool can actually focus on the, the goal at hand. Do I think Liverpool finishes top four? No, I do not. I believe fin- Liverpool will finish fifth. My prediction right now is that it ends Man City 1, Man United 2, I believe Chelsea overtakes Leicester, even though they're a point back and have a game, uh, don't have a game in hand. I just think that Chelsea, the way they've looked, the way Thomas Tuchel's taken over, I'd probably take them to pass Leicester, but I do believe the top four stays how it is now with either Leicester finishing three, Chelsea four, or Chelsea three, Leicester four. I do believe those will be the four best teams this year in the Premier League. And I will take Liverpool to pass West Ham and finish fifth overall. Jurgen Klopp, as I said, Liverpool, they have not looked very good. I I don't think we should use some of their recent results and completely sell them, completely fade them. You know, Liverpool should have won that last game they played. They let it up late goal like they've done a couple times this year. But still, given their schedule, given how hard it would be, I believe they're good enough to slip past West Ham, who's had a tremendous year. And West Ham still has games against Chelsea, Everton, and uh, Brighton. And that Brighton game will be a doozy. Okay, Again, similar to the Burnley-Liverpool one, I'm assuming most squares are going to be on West Ham that game. We're probably going to be on the Seagulls on May 11th. So that's my prediction for the top four. I think West Ham unfortunately gets edged out and it finishes Man City 1, Man United 2, Leicester Chelsea there in the 3-4, and Liverpool number 5. In the relegation battle, things are getting really intense right now because Burnley, only six points up, they do have a game in hand against Fulham, but they haven't looked good the last couple of weeks. And Burnley's a team that I think still is underrated, but when you drop three in a row and you've only won one of your last seven games, that's not a good look for the Clarets. So Burnley right now hovering above the relegation zone, but they are six points clear. Sheffield United is in last place, 14 points. They're already relegated. West Brom, 19th with 24 points. They're not mathematically relegated yet, but I think the writing's on the wall. West Brom's going to be sent down again. As I've said for about three or four weeks now on this podcast, I would take Fulham to be relegated. Even today in the futures market, Fulham's around minus 250 to be relegated. While I gave it out at around plus 150, that's still not a terrible bet. Now, I wouldn't recommend making it. I I hate giving something out on here plus 150. A month later, it's minus 250. I'm like, yeah, go take it. Mm, I'm not going to do that, but I still think Fulham gets relegated. I believe Brighton 
Burnley, Newcastle, all these teams hovering above relegation, including Southampton, are much, much better than Fulham can be. So I do believe the bottom three stays how it is. Fulham, uh, 18th, uh, West Brom, 19th, and Sheffield United, 20th overall. So uh, that does it for today's podcast. Interesting news there with the Super League. I'm glad. You know, as a... As someone who didn't really grow up with the Premier League, and I've started betting on it, started watching it more and more, I wouldn't have minded the Super League. I thought it would have been fun. They would have played midweek. I thought it would have been great. But you understand, after all the backlash, after all the negative momentum, no more Super League in Europe. So, all right, thanks for listening to today's podcast. Good luck, whatever you have going on today, tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.